Kansas anymore. Are you ready? No, I'm just getting warmed up. This task was appointed to you. I said I want the truth! I say we take off and nuke the entire site from Dodge head. Hello listeners, I'm Billy, PR and Communications Officer here at the BBFC and I'm delighted that it's nearly Christmas to help me get into the festive spirit. I am joined on the podcast by one of our regulars, Sarah, who is our Compliance Manager. Hello. Hello, and we are welcoming to the podcast for the first time Ben, who is our Compliance Officer here at the BBFC. Hello. Today we're going to be discussing a bumper pack of Christmas films, all-time favourites and newbies because I don't know about you two, but I would say that when you sit down to watch a film, there is nothing worse than being overwhelmed by choice. Absolutely. So, Ben, as you're new to the podcast, let's start with you. What would you say is a Christmas classic that you can watch with all the family? Well, in our house at the moment, the snowman seems to be playing on an endless loop (laughs) because my two-year-old, Joel, saw it for the first time recently um, at the Snowman Experience in Hyde Park, and he's completely (laughs) obsessed with it. That and also the sequel, Snowman and the Snow Dog. Uh, They're really lovely, magical stories, but they're very simple and easy for children to follow. Fantastic. There's no dialogue in them at all. It's just visual storytelling all the way through. And, of course, the music is very evocative as well. Both those films are you. Uh, The original Snowman is almost as old as me. It's from 1982. (laughs) And although we say it's got no material likely to offend or harm, there are a couple of things that we would be noting down when we're classifying that film, not least the final scenes when the Snowman, unfortunately, meets the fate of all snowmen. And the film just ends there very starkly. (laughs) It always gets to me, that ending, because it's all about losing a friend and it's quite a sort of stark, shocking end. Mm. But I don't actually think it necessarily affects children in the same way that it might affect adults. Uh, And though the the climactic scenes are a little bit bleak, uh, it's actually a really fun adventure film. And so it doesn't feel unreasonable to characterise the film by saying that it has no material likely to offend or harm. And also, if you if you then watch The Snowman and the Snow Dog, uh, that's a nice additional chapter to the story, and it does address some of the bleakness of the ending and has a little bit of a cushion to make it somewhat more uplifting. Fantastic. Now, are there any other films at the lower category that you think um, would be good for people to watch over the Christmas period? Yeah, absolutely. One that we haven't quite got round to yet this Christmas is Home Alone, 1990 family film about the eight-year-old Kevin. Oh, who's- classic. <laughs> accidentally left behind uh, when his family go on a Christmas holiday and has to look after himself and defend his home from a pair of bungling burglars. <laughs> uh, Home Alone's a PG for language and violence, which covers everything from the dangerous booby traps that Kevin sets, involving nails, wet ice, fireworks and whatnot, uh, firing air rifles <laughs> to the quite threatening moments mm. where Kevin's captured by the, the wet bandits, as they're known, and hung up on the wall on a nail. <laughs> It's a real fantasy for children, that freedom and adventure of not having any grown-ups to tell you what to do. And it's because of that comic tone and that fantastical aspect that the slapstick moments are so easy to square with the PG criteria. There are a couple of unusual issues, Mm. like, for instance, there's a moment where Kevin finds an issue of Playboy magazine amongst his older brother's things. Mm -hmm. You don't actually see any nudity there. And also, let's face it, Harry and Marv really get put through the paces and they do sustain some fairly unpleasant injuries. My favourite bit's when... um, Is it the paint can? I love the paint can. Which one's which? Joe Pesci is Harry. Joe Pesci burns his hand on the doorknob and then falls back, puts it in the ice, and then I also like it when all the feathers land on his head. It's quite funny. I was just about to say, oh, I love it when he's in the hotel room, but that's... No, that's that's home alone too. too. (laughs) 
Um, um, all right. Well, that's a really great selection. Home Alone is a classic. Is there a, another film potentially that you would recommend at the lower category before we move on to some of Sarah's recommendations? Yeah, well, there's so many adaptations of A Christmas Carol that you're really spoiled for choice. But if you're looking for a version to watch with the whole family, and particularly if you've got young children, uh, you can't go wrong with the Muppets version. Oh, absolutely. It's brilliant. Yeah, the storyline's so familiar that it's, it's easy to forget that it's essentially a horror story uh, with ghosts and a man facing his own mortality. And so the antics of the Muppets offers a, a really reassuring counterbalance to those themes and those sort of scarier elements. There are some scary scenes, and in fact, that's the insight mild scary scenes. Mm. Uh, you've got the groaning ghost on the door knocker. You've got the sort of faceless ghost of Christmas yet to come, when some, which some people might find a little bit creepy. And the bit where Scrooge visits the scene of his own death, which can be a little bit upsetting. But as is so often the case, the humour and the familiarity of the puppets and the reassuring happy ending are some of the factors that make it a quite comfortable you. Fantastic. That was a really nice summation of some great films that you can watch with the whole family at Christmas. So, Sarah, all the films that we've just discussed are solidly at UMPG. Would you recommend anything at the higher category? What about maybe a bit of nostalgia? Oh, so if we're going into the nostalgia market, I'd really recommend Gremlins. Um, Gremlins does actually have quite an interesting classification history um, because it was originally submitted to the BBFC in 1984 um, and we classified it at 15. Mm. And then it was resubmitted back in 2012 for theatrical release. Um, and we actually decided that the 15 was no longer really reasonable or defensible. Mm. So it's now been classified 12A for moderate fantasy, horror and violence. And for anyone who's seen Gremlins, you'll know that there are some scary scenes in there. Some of those are a bit intense. Um, but those scary moments are completely mitigated by the black comedy um, and the humour that runs throughout it. But while the violence does involve Puppets. Uh, the violence is actually still quite detailed. So we do get scenes in there where one of the gremlins is pulverised in a blender Oof. and another is decapitated and then its head is burnt in a fire. Um, and while it is still quite dated to um, <laughs> contemporary audiences, we still felt that a lot of those moments were a bit too visually detailed for the mm. PG and could well upset younger audiences. Mm. Um, but at 12A, we think that, you know, audiences will be robust enough to take this stuff now. Fantastic. Gremlins is one of those classic 80s films. It's so in line with the popularity of the 80s in popular culture at the moment. Um, You've got things like Stranger Things. Yeah, and the uh, Transformers spin-off Bumblebee, which is coming out around Christmas time, is set in the 80s too. Brilliant. So um, we've covered off uh, a 80s classic. Now, um, Gremlins is a little bit scary, um, and I would definitely say it makes me jump. I'm a complete wuss in that sense. But do you have anything that would be a bit more of a Christmas romance, maybe? for that Absolutely, that's my genre. <laughs> um, so the one we're going to go with today to talk about is Nancy Meyer's The Holiday, starring Cameron Diaz and Kate Winslet. Um, This was released in 2006 and it's a 12A for infrequent strong language and moderate sex references. Um, And it's a really cosy, warm film and perfect for festive night in. Fantastic. So the holiday is definitely very heartwarming. What would you recommend um, for someone that's looking for something a little bit different, maybe with a bit more explosions? 
I think it can only really be one film, uh, and that is Die Hard. Ah. So it is a bit controversial, but some people think it's a Christmas film, some people don't. But we're talking about it in our Christmas podcast, so make of that as you will. <laughs> um, so Die Hard came into us in 1988, and we originally classified it 18. And then it was reclassified down to 15 on video in 2008, where we gave it the BBFC Insights Strong Violence Language, Nudity and Drug Use. So for anyone who's not seen Die Hard, it's an action thriller in which a New York police officer battles a group of terrorists who have taken people hostage in an office building in Los Angeles. Fantastic. Now, that was a brilliant selection of films, guys. Um, And I think we've covered off um, a really nice mix of different films that people can watch over the festive period. Uh, Before we go, do you have any final recommendations for the listeners? Ben? Yeah, well, I have a slightly odd Christmas tradition, actually, where I invite loads of friends to come around and watch The Hudsucker Proxy, which is <laughs> the Coen Brothers uh, screwball comedy from 1994. I've been doing it for about 15 years now, every um, every Christmas. I, I mean, technically, it isn't really a Christmas film, which is why Sarah gave me a quizzical look when I mentioned it just then. <laughs> um, but it is set at New Year, or at least the beginning and the end is set at New Year. So uh, it also feels a lot like um, a Christmas film, possibly because, amongst other things, it's a sort of pastiche of Frank Capra films like It's a Wonderful Life mm. uh, and You Can't Take It With You. It's set in the 1950s and Tim Robbins plays the lead character Norville Barnes who's this naive unassuming college graduate who arrives in New York ready to launch his business career and takes a job at a big company called Hudsucker Industries whose president has just killed himself and the shareholders want to drive down the price of the company stock so they can buy it on the cheap. So they make Norville the president thinking that he's incompetent and that they'll be able to manipulate him. It's a PG for some mild bad language as well as a little bit of innuendo and some of the scenes sound a lot worse than they are if you try to describe them like there's a set piece involving a man jumping out of the window of an office at the top of a skyscraper and plummeting to his death (laughs) which admittedly doesn't sound very PG but it's presented in such a comic cartoonish way that it never really registers as threatening then almost immediately after it there are loads of jokes about the suicide which sounds like it's in terrible taste but in context it's just blackly comic one of the things that I love about it as well is that it's got this rapid fire witty dialogue all the way through Jennifer Jason Lee's particularly good with that but it also has a bit like the snowman really uh, sequences of just pure visual storytelling that feels like a particularly pure form of cinema maybe it's just because people if people aren't speaking they're not swearing which makes life easier for us <laughs> now you see I think you might have talked yourself into that being a Christmas film there Ben even though it doesn't actually occur over Christmas but I think I might let you have that one yeah you, you sold it really well <laughs> job done <laughs> how about you Sarah um, so as I kind of alluded to earlier I love a festive romance um, and one of my favourite Christmas films and just one of my favourite films in general is the 1990 film While You Were Sleeping starring Sandra Bullock and Bill Pullman so it's a lovely and original story it's about a woman called Lucy played by Sandra Bullock who Mm. is a lonely transit worker and on Christmas day she's forced to work the Christmas shift because she's got no family Um, and on that day she sees her crush enter the the train station and he's knocked onto the railway tracks she rescues him and in an attempt to check that he's okay at the hospital she kind of gets embroiled in this lie where she becomes his fiance his family (laughs) overhear this and then she's embraced by his family and she goes and spends the festive period with them. 
Obviously, he has a really handsome brother, and <laughs> while her crush is in a coma in hospital, she starts to develop feelings for Jack, played by Bill Pullman, and that's where the romance comes in. Um, and it's really sweet and funny. It's a PG, so it's quite suitable for broad audience, and we've got issues of mild bad language and sex references in there. So that's a great example as well, Sarah. Thank you so much. So looking forward um, into the new releases, I know we already mentioned Bumblebee, but um, how about we talk about the hotly anticipated film Mary Poppins Returns? So, Ben, why don't you give us an idea of the classification for this film without giving too much away, of course? Well, I haven't seen it, so I can't give anything away, really, <laughs> even if I wanted to. It's been passed at you. There is some very mild threat. Uh, there's a scene in which a boy is captured by a wolf but it's very brief and the boys are unharmed. And if you want any more information about the classification, there is the insight on the website that you can look at. Great. Thank you so much for letting us know about that film. I'm really looking forward to seeing it. And of course, thank you both for coming on the podcast. You're welcome. Yeah, thanks. Where's the mince pies? <laughs> oh, for goodness sake, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've got some great ideas of what to watch over Christmas. So even though I didn't get you mince pies, Ben, I really appreciate having you on the podcast. <laughs> uh, don't forget, you can tell us what you'd like to hear discussed on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at bbfc.co.uk or tweeting us at bbfc. And let us know which Christmas films you're going to be watching over Christmas this year. Thank you for listening and we'll be back soon with more insight into the BBFC classifications from past and present. Goodbye. Merry Christmas. <laughs>